Hi, and welcome back to another episode of everybody's favorite family podcast, parenting podcast, I don't know. That you've um, never heard of. Episode 24, 2.0. We tried to do 24 live, and we just had a whole bunch of issues with streaming. Yeah, if you joined us for our live but, video, we appreciate you popping in. Uh, we we had some major technical difficulties all around, and unfortunately, we couldn't. That's loud. Yep. We couldn't salvage uh, the video to even post. So we. This is episode twenty-four, two um, Who knows what we said the last time? We don't even know. So it was good. Only God knows. Really, it was a nice conversation between me and my wife with yeah. nobody else included. It's good because we were a little bit argumentative when we when we started. We were a little ir- whoops, irritated with one another, and we're not irritated today. So. I didn't. Maybe the conversation. I was irritated with um, you. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> so now we're starting out in a much better place. Okay. It's good. So why don't you do your, uh, your announcements? All right. Uh, if you haven't done so before, go ahead and give us a follow, a like, whatever it is on the platform that you are enjoying this podcast on. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, basically anything. Um, Don't forget to follow our other social channels like Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we would love to have you join our Facebook community called Raising the Revival Generation Fellowship. And that's just a place to get to know us a little bit better and participate in some fun things. Actually, we have a giveaway that we have to draw in that we, do? we should do that after we film this. Yeah, we kind of forgot about it. We're, oh. we, we like to give things away, but we forget. Uh, so remind us. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, uh, we also have merch out right now. And we, you know, it's all pretty great. You should be wearing a shirt, but you're not. I need to get a shirt. We need to get mugs. We need to just up it. Yeah. But welcome to episode 24, 2.0. Um, and also one quick announcement in October, October 20th oh, yes, and the right. 21st. Um, in New Hampshire, there's gonna we're uh, having Jason Upton. He's gonna be flown in, and there's, there's gonna be two nights of worship. Yeah. And um, and yours truly was asked if we would do a live uh, recording. Yes. So with if, a studio audience. A studio audience. So if you're hearing this and you live in New Hampshire or you live around New Hampshire or you just want to come up and be a part of the recording, but more importantly, be a part of the night of worship because God's going to do something Amen. amazing. It's called Holy. Uh, then please join us. Join us for this event. It's, it's, the 20th and 21st. We just don't have the exact location no. yet. But for more information on it, you yeah. should follow uh, the Jesus Project because they are the ones that are hosting it. They're putting it on. Our good friend yes. is doing it. He had a he had a a, a vision pretty much of of, of bringing this uh, this amazing anointed man of God to come in and do nights of worship. And he's this is the kickoff of it. And the Jesus and so, Project is always linked uh, below these episodes. They yes. are you would uh, find it under Soul Winning Resources. They're the ones who put out our Soul Winning Resources, and it is a ministry that uh, we love and uh, we're excited to be a part of this event yeah so if you want to come meet us we'll do a meet and greet maybe we'll give a shirt away Uh, hopefully we'll remember that will get people to fly yes for a shirt if you're looking to book a hotel though you'd want to book it in the lebanon new hampshire area that should give you a pretty lebanon hanover sunapee type area to get a good booking of of a place to stay so yeah yeah or you can just stay in our front yard no Tense. Definitely not. Come and meet us and come and be a part of what God's doing up in New England. If you're in the area, by all means, come up. It's going to be an amazing two nights of just worship, of God moving, of anointing flowing. Yeah. And uh, 
And so I'm excited. I'm excited not just to be a part of it and share and talk with people because I like people, but just to see what God's going to do through that. As, right. As we, we said it. Bring your kids to these things. Yeah. Bring your kids to these Absolutely. things. And if they're loud, still bring them because get them in the presence of God. Our kids will be there and they'll yeah. be loud. Our kids will be there. Yeah. Our kids are crazy. I mean, you just shared a video on the, yeah. the page. If you follow us, I had, I've had like the hardest time getting the video to save off of TikTok, which like is normally not an issue for me. And then like reposted, like Facebook will not repost the video. So I had to link it to my TikTok. Um, and, but our, my kids yesterday, I was downstairs cleaning. I was actually washing our couch covers and they came up and they said, mom, you know, come to church. It's starting, you know, at three forty-five. come up, come up. And so I came upstairs and Adeline, our 14 uh, year old came upstairs and they put on a whole church service. It was called the gates of heaven church. <laughs> Which reminds me of the production Gates of Hell. It reminds me of the grave of the cemetery in Seekonk, Massachusetts that said Gates of Heaven. Yeah, so the Gates of Heaven Church, I don't know where they got that from, and multiple pastors, and um, it was hilarious, but it was also encouraging. Uh, it was it, so, it was quite the time. So while other kids are playing um, Who knows, on house or... or <laughs> Or just sitting on their iPads or on their phones and watching, playing roadblocks or scrolling through TikTok. Our kids are up here having revival services. Did you just call it roadblocks? Roadblocks, the, the game. not the name. What is it? It's, it's not roadblocks. It's, it's Roblox. Whatever. Roblox. Who cares? It's stupid. <laughs> uh, so um, I don't want to give it even the name. And oh. A shout out to name things. Uh, but anyways, if you want to know more about road, roadblocks... We can talk to you all about media out media forms through which predators try to get your kids. <laughs> and there you go. True. So that's why. But uh, when other kids are doing all that stuff, our kids are lunatics, and they're holding revival services where they're falling out in the spirit <laughs> and uh, and praying for George from Rampage as a giant gorilla. <laughs> you um, know, what I love about it, though, is that, like, you can you could see, like, in what they did, there's pieces of ministries that our children have had great exposure to my own so to us yeah definitely there was a mimicking of jason and i think lila even like the way she was dressed was is very similar to how i dress you know on a sunday morning when i'm teaching and then you know we see aspects of pastor sam in there we see aspects of dr rodney we see aspects of jonathan shuttlesworth and then a play they're, they're all in there and then yes um i don't know who does plays in the middle of their sermon but that, just, that was an dancing. audible. It was an audible interpretive dancing. Yes, that was there for too. For all you out there who are just way over. But there. you know, I've never been to a church where I've been handed Italian ice before, and so that was really nice. Except for, it was empty. So, <laughs> you should have sown. You would have received more. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, welcome to episode twenty-four 2.0. and uh, we tried to do the live podcast and get you guys on, and you weren't there because. Our internet was terrible, and all it sounded like I was regurgitating every two seconds. Like, our uh, kids, uh, uh, our uh, kids uh, said uh, it sounded like a fart, like yeah. over and over again. Uh, I, just, I was just—it was his verbal diarrhea, literally. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we had a question because we asked for questions. Yes. And so I figured that we would use this as a transition from our craziness to the to the meat and <laughs> the, the yeah to the essence of the podcast. Hopefully, um, that someone asked. Uh, what did they ask? Okay, so we had a question that was asked before while the audio was good is uh, um, our friend Jake and Jake Lebrec. Are we giving his last name? You just I guess did. we did now. Sorry. He lives. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> give, all his, give all his personal. You want his phone number? We'll give you his phone number. You can Jake text him. Jake will be fine. It's and maybe Emily you can answer the question for him. Um, oh. 
Whoa, autofocus just went crazy, but keep going. Okay. Uh, so Jake asked, where are all of the Christian family podcasts? Like, why are they not more? Why are they not more prevalent? And that brought us down a rabbit trail. So we're going to bring you down the rabbit trail again, or we're going to try to answer that question. Yeah. And, and uh, actually, the very first question that we got on the podcast, you skipped. I don't remember. It was from uh, Manny who, who asked, does Jason wear makeup too? Oh. And we answered that and said, no. I said, this is just natural. It's, it's what God <laughs> has given you. It's natural beauty. Um, and so if you only <laughs> listen to the podcast, you might be doing yourself a favor. Uh, but the, yeah, that second question is, where are, all the, where are all the family podcasts? Yeah. And so do you want to dive into that? Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, I would say that there are family podcasts out there. Um, I think because I often the, the, will comment. The quality of them, we don't yeah. know. But right. there are probably a few. But we... I, on social media, I think my algorithm is set now that when anyone asks for a podcast recommendation, Facebook will show it to me because I'll comment, you know, obviously with, with this, the best. You just did today. The best one that you'll ever see. Um, and so I do see people, you know, there's a response. Usually they're about the same eight podcasts or so. And then now raising the revival generation. Um, and so I think that they are there, but there's... There's been some, I don't know how to explain it. When I explained it much better the first time. Sorry, you missed it. But <laughs> when we look at parenting and how parenting has been taught and how family has been viewed um, just on, in the church on a whole, you kind of have to go back in history a little bit. And so um, when uh, before when ministers were being trained or people in the church were being trained, it was you know always ministry first. And then your family, that was your focus. And we saw definitely a breakdown in family because of that. And then I think probably in the late 80s or 90s, my dad's probably going to correct me on the timeline here, um, there was a shifting to, uh, nope, you know, you put your family first, your ministry second. Um, but in that, there was almost a segregation of ministry and family. Mm. And for us, and one of the things that I think really sets apart raising the revival generation is that you know we're not about that we're actually about incorporating everything yeah. together um which i would say like my like my family growing up you know my, my dad's a pastor they my, my parents did a really good job with that and, and i had a, a similar ask, like upbringing in that um but we've also seen pendulum shifts in parenting in christian parenting um you know for a long time we were taught you know how to discipline our children <laughs> And, you know, the steps to do. And then when we became parents, um, there was a kind of a split in Christian parenting. And so you have your more, quote, traditional parenting. And then you have uh, your, which, you know, has a little bit more harsh discipline. And then you have, like, your gentle parenting. And what we found is our generation, you know, a lot of people take camps and, and those things. So there's a lot of segregation in that. So it's difficult to find, I think, parenting resources, Christian parenting resources that A, are not like specifically in a camp yeah. and B, that are just doing things a little bit uniquely different and not just regurgitating what's been taught for the past 70 years. And, and I think, so real, what, what's different about this podcast, hopefully... Is that is that in all the in all those things in the past it was always information on how to how to manage your kid. Yeah. But what we are what we have set out to to kind of be our message is that it's not just information that on how to manage your kids or how to manage your household, it's actually uh, the spirit. 
Right. So, so when all those other things, when you read all those books and they're telling you, well, you need to do this, you need to, or even if it's talking about like bedtime, you need to have a specific bed, you need to have rules and regulation, right. or they're just talking about, well, you need to be nice to your kids. The one thing that's lacking in them is in those books or in those, in those teachings sometimes is, is the idea that the Holy Spirit can speak to you. Yes. So like you can handle children differently based on how the Holy Spirit's telling you because ultimately we've said this so many times on this podcast, your kids, are, or their life is ordained by God. God's calling them. God wants to equip them. God wants to right. shape them. So the Holy Spirit might have you do different things for your kids. Right. Um, and I just think of a story when Lila was, was little and she had done something and we knew she did it and she had lied to us. <gasps> Not Lila. And, um, and she was so defiant and we knew it. Yeah. And so we weren't, she was little and so we said, Lila, we have to discipline you if you don't tell us the truth right and she was so adamant i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it. but we knew it and then so so finally like we and we weren't gonna we we wanted to show her grace we wanted to show her mercy we wanted to show her like when you confess and when you when you do these like we can the there's healing in the process it's yeah. pretty much what the the point of it was and so we 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 don't we don't do um harsh discipline really no um, and so I was just like, Lila, I have to discipline you. And I was like crying as right. I'm telling her this. Like I didn't want to. Right. And so I said, I just, I do it with Zion all the time too, but jokingly. I said, Zion, get over here. And he's, and he's like, what did I do? I said, you messed up. And he's like, oh no, what did I do? Because he thinks that he just messed up. I said, turn around. No, he's, he and I said, bend face. over. And he goes, <gasps> and then I pinch his butt or something like that. And he starts laughing. But he thinks he's seriously in trouble. Because we Which don't is do that. Because Zion is never seriously in trouble. Because oh, we just laugh always, at everything he's that he does. always in trouble <laughs> with somebody. But anyway, so I said, turn around, and she's crying. And I said, Lala, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you another shot. I said, tell me the truth. And then finally, with tears in her eyes, she broke down and she said, I did it. Mm. And now Lila's, if you know her, she's one of our daughters. She's our daughter that we don't have to discipline because she, she disciplines herself. She just go. She used to go sit on her bed when she did something wrong and just <laughs> yeah. cry. Yeah. Because like, she. Did something well, wrong. She's a very sensitive and kid. so so but in that moment and it was an opportunity to, to like to minister to minister to yeah. her say you did something wrong and my goal is not to hurt you my goal isn't to harm you right. and I don't want that to be there so you need to confess so that it can be removed right. and so in that process it was teaching her that it was but that was a unique situation for that for that, for that time yeah for that well, child I think a lot of I think the way that Discipline and parenting has been presented historically in the church, you know, we'll say in the past 70 years, has been um, a lot of behavior modification. And a lot of do this formula, do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to have good kids, and they might grow up and they might go to church or whatever. Um, but for us, that's not what we're about. Our parenting goal isn't just to raise good kids who, you know, are going to have a good job and a spouse and some more kids or whatever. That's not our goal in parenting. Our goal in parenting is, is for our children to be sold out desperately in yeah. love with Jesus. And so because of that, that changes the way that we parent. It changes how we interact with our children. It, it means that a lot of this, this kind of the senseless acts of discipline kind of goes out the window for us because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because we're all about the heart. 
right? And and you know, sometimes there's just natural consequences to things, right? Sometimes if you break something, right, it's broken. That's just what it is. Um, but but for us, we're much more about getting to the heart of the matter and our kid's soul, and it's much more valuable than making us feel better as parents in disciplining our children, which is what it comes down to a lot of times. Well, one of the one of the sad questions that gets asked is like, well, we we answered this before, is do you th- do you think if you do all these things that your kids are guaranteed to walk with God? Mm. Now, each I believe that that each person has to has to make that choice. That's why Joshua says, like, choose, or Moses says, choose today who you will serve. Mm-hmm. Like, choose life. I've laid before you life and death. And as parents, that's what we do. We lead them to that place where God's promise is before them, and then we give them the choice. We say, we've led you to this point. You've right. seen God faithful throughout all right. these years that you've been with me. Now you choose today who you're going to serve. You can go God's way, or you can go the world's way. But but I think that. Um, that when it comes to like discipline, it's all in that process too. That like we can, you can really you can really hinder a child's growth based on how you handle them. Right. In in your acts of anger, and that's why like when we do student ministry, right? Yeah. All the kids come in, and and the way they view God is based off of the way they interpret their world, and and a lot of it's interpreted through the way their parents treat them. Yeah. Like, God is distant, God is angry, right. God is mean, God abandons, God does all these different things. Because the way they project they project God to be is the way that their fathers are, or the way that their mothers are, and mm-hmm. the way that they handle them. Right. And But the Bible is, I, was, I mean, I'm reading John, 1 John, and I'm, I'm circling, you waving at somebody? Oh, what there's you? like, just like a little, there's always like a, a net up here that I don't know why. These are fake. I was like, you seeing angels or something? What's going on? But, uh, <laughs> but like in First John um, chapter 4, I was going through and I just started circling the word love. Mm. And how many times it says love, 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 that, that we know what love is because God loved us first and he sent Jesus Christ as the atoning sacrifice. And so when we were in sin, and this is hard as parents, right? We got to gotta wrap your mind around this. That when, when we were lost in sin, our Heavenly Father looked to adopt us. Amen. He didn't look to kill us. Right. He didn't, right? And, and, so, and so as parents, we can, we can hold on to, the, to, that, to that saying that everybody says, spare the rod, spoil the child. And use Which that is not as, a verse. And, and use that as the defining um, principle for our parenting. Or we can look to our Heavenly Father and see how He responded. Right. And, and when you look at stories, and, and those are emotional times, right? So when I start preaching about the prodigal son, and I start thinking of my own story, right. and God's, or someone's preaching about it, and it's hitting my heart. Right. It's God, it's God, like, through the Holy Spirit, like, confirming, like, he's like, I did that for you. Right. Like, this is personal. I love you. And when you were far from me and you came to me, I didn't run and slap you in the head or slap you in the butt or yell you at you and call you stupid. I embraced you. Mm-hmm. And so parenting is really a projection of the gospel. Just right. as just as marriages, right? So it says like husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. And what did Christ do? He laid his life down. So right. the, just as our marriage is a projection of the gospel and that relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, our parenting is it should reflect the heart of the Father. Yeah. I mean, if we're supposed to love our brothers and sisters, right? And we don't go around slapping everybody in church. We don't go around beating everybody down or cutting right. them down in church. Right. Then or we need spouse. to, or, or your spouse, yeah. Then we should be doing the same thing within the household, and that's kind of the gist of this: is that right. we take what has been confined to the church, and we apply it to the family, right? Because God's promises are are yes and amen within the church context, right. yep. but they're also yes and amen within the family context. 
And you know, um, there's there's a saying out there that all behavior is communication, right? That when we look at our children, we look, when we look at their behavior, is that there there's a communication aspect, right? So, um, when you have a child that is consistently lying, right? And when they're because kids they lie, there there's and there's if you look at like development timelines, there's certain ages where kids tend to lie more than others because it's brain development or whatever. But it's but it's sin, right? And so you have to rather just just look at like, oh, well, this kid's a liar, right? <laughs> you have to like look at it from a deeper perspective of the why. And so we're not God, right? Our, our children don't sin against us. We're not, they're not, that, that's not how it is. We're not, we're not God, right? So we also don't have the ability to search their heart yeah. like, like God does, right? But we have their behavior, which is a window into what's going on into the heart. So when we have a kid that is consistently lying or telling stories, that's a, that's a flag to us that something deeper, something is going on in their heart, something that needs to be addressed, something that needs to be ministered to, to have love and oil poured onto versus like, I'm going to ground you until you start telling us the truth. Or, or yeah, that, that's, that's really good actually because cause even if they're going around like lying mm-hmm. and stuff like that, there's a lot of times there's a deeper root issue Right. That needs to be addressed, and then that the the uh, the stuff that you're catching is the blossom. It's the it's the it's the it's the dandelion head where the root is something else. Well, and I think like one of the best examples of that is our phones. Is media? Is if your child gets in trouble for something on media, if they're watching a YouTube video or creator that they're not supposed to, or something deeper, or they're talking to somebody, or something something inappropriate has happened, or whatever, um, simply taking away that media is not going to solve the problem. No. That that that's a warning sign. That's a flag. That's not the heart of the issue. That there's something deeper getting going on. And as a parent, just taking away a phone for three months and then handing it back to them isn't going to solve the problem. That's not getting to where you need to get to, right? That's that's as you said. It's just a flower. It's just a symptom yeah. of actually what's going on in a, in a deeper way. Well, that's and, and that's true in a lot of things. So, right. like when we deal with students, and we we dealt with self harm, we self yep. we dealt with depression, we've dealt with anxieties, we dealt with fear, we've dealt with all those major um, issues that students deal with, even gender things. Yep. And what you find out is that's the that's the blossom, yeah. And the root is the major issue. There's a hurt. There's a trauma. There's something there that needs to be ministered or, or to. Or simply Jesus just separation from Jesus. Well, yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, there's separation, but I was gonna say like like there's something that happened that caused those those thoughts. Right. And so Jesus needs to be in, like injected into that area so that he can start healing and start doing the things that he can do because that's ultimately what heart transformation comes from. Right. It doesn't come from me disciplining my kids all the time. Right. Because I mean, you look at history and all the times there were rebellions from all the like, the, the, the the great disciplines that came from society, right? right? And then, but it was Jesus. Like we just watched the Jesus Revolution. Yeah. That it was it was Jesus interjecting himself during the midst of this time where people are rebelling. Right. That brought about this means of healing. Right. In that video, in that movie, actually, there's a um, that that um, Lonnie Frisbee is is talking to. Uh, I don't know what the guy's name is, and he says he says. They're looking for something. They're looking for mm. healing. They're looking for belonging. Right. They're looking for community. They're looking for love. They're looking for all these things. And it can only. And he says it can only be found in Jesus. And they're going to these false things. Right. And uh, and so it's understanding that with with our kids. And and you might be thinking like, well, my kid doesn't have trauma. Like I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a good parent. You know, I don't really yell. I'm gentle. I'm like whatever. You know, there's there's never been some great traumatic thing that's happened. But at the end of the day, there's still the issue of sin. There's still sin. There's yeah. still separation. And the other thing is, is that when when we start 
when we, just people in general, are filled with everything but the Holy Spirit, but Jesus, right? That that's an opportunity and that's a gap for the enemy to come in and to and to fill and to and to bring bitterness or bring lying or bring bringing whatever it is. So you might like look at a kid and say like, well, you know, um, I don't know why he, he's so angry and he keeps you know hitting. Like I don't understand what's going on. There's no trauma. We don't hit him. Like whatever. But at the end of the day, there's still this this the sin issue right and so you still have to get to the heart of it that there's still a separation from Jesus right and if they're not being filled with Jesus and Jesus isn't number one in their life or or they're still young and they're still learning or whatever it's it's going to take time and it's going to take consistency and it's going to take patience on your end to 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 work with that yeah and and uh there's two things and mercy and mercy and mercy and grace and grace, yeah, those are those are things that we, it, sometimes it's hard to give, but it's what we did, it's what we needed, and that's well, what God showed us. Well, the the hardest thing I think as a parent when you're disciplining your children is to not discipline to make you as a parent feel better and justified, yeah. and actually discipline for what the the child actually needs in that moment. That's like the hardest thing is because like we're frustrated, we're mad, we're irritated, we're we're heartbroken, like whatever it is, and to not. To not discipline out of that, but to, to discipline out of grace and mercy, yeah. just as our father would, that's like one of the hardest chasms of, of being a parent. There's two things that you said that made me think. One, uh, one you're talking about, like, we don't know. And I was, I remember in the live po- podcast that, that didn't get to air because of technical difficulties, um, we t- <laughs> I talked about my own story and about doing things. Mm. Uh, even though I was like a drummer on a worship team and right. I went on all these missions, I did things that were not good. Right. Um, they weren't necessarily super bad as well. They were, if you, yeah, never <laughs> mind. But I told stories, and maybe some other time I'll tell those. But I remember like those times, like uh, that I was doing things that my parents didn't know about mm. um, because they would, they would have. Well, they probably would just told me I was stupid and slapped me or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but with what you said about putting God first or making Jesus first, it reminded me of, of the video that you posted of Lila who was talking about when it, when it comes to giving. Mm. And she said, if Jesus isn't first, it's hard to give. Yeah, that's right. Which is actually a very profound and true statement. Right. That when Jesus is first, it makes everything else easier that, right. you're, that you're going to do. If Jesus is first and you're spending time with Jesus and you're, and you're reading his word and you're praying and you have the spirit of like raise Christ from the dead inside of you, then the things that Jesus wants you to do becomes easier to do. Yeah. You walk according to his ways. You walk in the light as he is in the light. Like you, it's, it makes it easier when Jesus is first. Just as much as it's easier to give when, you're, when you love God with all your heart and you, and you don't want anything to come in between you, right? That, that it's easier. That's why Jesus came, right? right? God so loved the world he gave. Right. That when you love with that kind of love, you're willing to give the things that you need to give yeah. to get to to get the results or get that relationship right, and that's the same thing in like parenting. It's easy to come at things with anger, yeah, because we're we're human, right? Right. Those are those are emotions we have, but it's it's another thing to to give something that is not deserved. That's called that's called mm-hmm. grace, right? It's God's riches at Christ's expense. I mean, He paid the price; we get the riches, or to give mercy. Yeah. Um, not giving us what we do deserve. And, and when we do those things with our kids, I'm not saying you have to do that all the time because then, then you're just enabling. Right. Sometimes you can be enabling. And, and, right. But, but it's, it's when you have those opportunities to do that and to show the gospel, right. to, to say this, I'm, gonna, I'm not just going to preach to you what Jesus did for you. I'm going to show you what grace and what mercy and what love when acting in love can look like right. in those times. And then you start ministering, right? 
So then you're able to minister to their heart because they're not fearful. Right. And, and, and they're not running away from you because they're afraid that you're going to hurt them. Well, I think there's something profound when your children feel safe to, sh- to simply be heard and share their heart with you. Like that, that's, that's a profound thing. When, when, they, when you are safe for them, just as we're safe with our father to go and share our hearts with him, right? When our children are safe to come and share their hearts and where they're struggling and, and really expose that vulnerable, like what's going on the, on the deep side, there's something profound in that because as soon as the light touches that, right, you're able to minister to it. And even just being able to confess and to, to share those things and to, to, and to have a loving response, you know, from your your parent right that that's a real place of, of vital healing yeah and and I think like when you when you talk about like adults who you know have frustrations from their childhood or you know those who have left the church or whatever I think one of the biggest issues is heart you know people not feeling heard yeah and not and not safe to share their hearts right and so as parents our goal is to create an environment and a home where our children are safe to come and share their hearts and then on the flip side you get a house like ours right now where they want to have like deep and meaningful conversations at six o'clock in the morning. And you're like, Oh my goodness, please stop. Um, <laughs> that, that will happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, it will. I was just thinking like, like when, you, when, when you start addressing issues, mm-hmm. like, like no one's perfect. Right. And I, th- I think, I think um, coming to that understanding is a great place to start. Right. To say, God, I'm not, I'm not perfect at this. Right. So I'm gonna rely on you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, like when our our parenting has has changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, even so, like understanding that that because you're not perfect, right? It, like it doesn't mean that you don't do the things that you're required to do. Mm. It doesn't mean that you wait until perfection comes, because you, because you need to start. You do those things now. Right. And and in anything, right? In, in any area of your life, you start now, but the starting point's not the end destination. Right, sure. It's just the starting point. Yeah. So I, we were listening to a minister, and they were talking about how they lived in a trailer, and they wanted to be a missionary, and pe- the people said that they were, they were foolish. They're like, you don't have money to support yourself, and you want to do a mission. And then, but, but the starting point's not the destination. Sure. And now they've been to like 50 countries, right. and they travel mm-hmm. all over the place mm-hmm. because God had given them the calling, right. and then, but the starting point wasn't the destination. It was yeah. just the beginning. And so as you parent, your starting point, is, so that, that's true in like your, your, your Devo time, right? Whoops. So the starting point's not the destination. Right. What you do that's today right. is, not the, is not the end goal. It's yeah. the beginning of where God's going to take you in your parenting, in your marriages, and in, with your children, the relationships you have with them. But if you start doing those things now, hmm. um, don't wait. Don't wait um, until they're older. Don't wait until you're perfect. Don't wait. And, and if you do mess up, then, then do the same thing you would do anywhere else. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah, that's right. Like if, if you if you mess up, um, then then go to them mm. and say, listen, I, I handled that poorly. Right. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm going to try hard not to do that. And 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 that will minister them too because they they're looking at you and they're saying, well, Dad has to ask for my forgiveness. Yeah. Then he's acknowledging that he did something wrong. Right. Like he's not perfect. But so many times, I think as parents, like because we're the authority, yeah. we think that we have to do it all right, right? Or we think that we have to not show any signs or crack. Like we're not God, right? Exactly. We're not God. So right. if the Bible tells you to confess, <clears throat> then and and ask for if your brother has wronged you, right? We do this right. in the church. If your brother has wronged you, go to them, right? And we'll do that in the church, right? But what about 
this is a, this is an amazing thing too that just came to me. It like like I watched a baptism video and I saw a dad baptize his son and it really spoke to me because he said he said you're my son and, and now you're my brother mm. in Christ. Wow. That 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 if we're willing to do that with the people who are outside of the family, right, the immediate family with the body of Christ, mm. how much more should we do that with the little ones That's and right. with the people who are in the family? Right, our family and our children, they're they are our closest and spouses, neighbors and our spouses. People really yeah. don't like to say they're sorry to spouses. Right. Right. And so so applying those same principles that work in church yeah. to your family. Right. In fact, they should have been in the family first. Because as we said, if you're going to be a, a leader in the church, you should be, at, go to Timothy. Yeah, that's right. Timothy, is, it says it. It says you have to be the husband of one wife and, and you have to be able to manage or, or um, be a steward. That word yeah. manages to steward the household that God has given you first before you steward right. the bigger household of the body of Christ. Right. Yeah, and but I just completely—I like had something and then the fly get you again. I I don't know what just happened. It was like there, and now it is gone. There today, gone tomorrow. Keep talking. You're gonna have to come back and edit this keep, spot. Keep talking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. No, uh, but like, so. <laughs> sorry, um, now I'm just laughing at you. I don't know what's wrong with me. But, I guess so, the Lord just did not want me to say it. I don't know what it was. Well, it, it, it's, it's, really what it is, it's, it's taking what we segregate to church and applying it to the whole household. Sure. It's, it's taking those things that we just segregate to the body of Christ. And, but because it's almost like we put on a mask when we get to church. Yes. When, when the Bible actually says, like when, when he's writing to the church, he says, bear one another burdens. Yeah. But we just put on, we like, everything's good, everything's great. Right, and then how there's some are you? People, oh, I'm good. And there's some people who are like, I have all the burdens, and they just, they, then they, they dump become them. burdensome. Yeah, they, yeah, it's like, ooh, geez, God, if I bear his burdens, it's going to break my back. Well, and I, I think as ministers, as pastors, as people, this is our full-time thing. This is what we've given our life to. If, if we have successful ministry, but at the end of the day, our seven children don't love Jesus, or are bitter, or hurt, or follow trauma, then we've completely missed it. And we've completely missed it. I know what I was going to say. I, I, I was talking with somebody recently about marriage, and they said they were talking about just their struggles as they look forward to things in the future is that they said, we're both just really selfish. <laughs> and so we're trying to learn how to not be selfish. And I, and I was like, oh, that's, such like a, that's such a good example of like two people coming together as one, right? Is that we're both just really selfish and we are, we people are, we are naturally selfish. That's we're selfish beings. That's what it is. You say that. And I think I know who, who said that. to you. <laughs> and so you have to come together and saying, I'm really selfish. You're really selfish. But as we become one, as the father puts it, and there's a covenant there, right? We have to die to self and we have to, we have to push that selfishness away. But it, it also applies to children to right to, to parenting, right? As a parent, I'm really selfish and so I have to die to myself to serve my children and to love my children well and to put them uh to put that selfishness away and aside to and and really just to serve our children and that's that's like countercultural, right that it's because we live in a society even in the church where it's you know you got to fill your cup first and you've got to you know, have your self care and you got to worry about yourself or whatever. But we can't, we, we miss that. We miss that servanthood when it comes to our children, when it comes to our parent, our, our parenting, when it comes to our spouse, that actually we need to, we need to 
be washing feet and washing little feet. With what you just said. And stinky husband feet. You, ne- you never touch my feet. No, thank God. I have ticklish feet. I will <laughs> kick like crazy. I will kick like a mule. Like, I just don't touch my feet. Um, I will. That's why I'll never get a pedicure. I will kick that person in the head by accident. Boom! And, uh, oh! But uh, it's like a reflex. But um, what, what I was going to... You just said, like, we need our self-help care. We need all that. Yeah. We need all that stuff first. And, um, and I'm just thinking about that. I think about, like, prioritizing things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's no greater self-help care than, than spirit and soul care. Yeah, definitely. Because everything else is going to flow right out of that. Yeah. So, like, if, if it's, the Bible says in Romans to be renewed in your mind, to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Don't just fit into the cookie-cutter mold of this world and don't try to go with us. That means that this has to be, like, a priority. Yeah. And I'm holding up my Bible if you're just listening. The, right. the Word of God, you don't just read it and then be like, okay, that worked back then, or just treat it like a fortune cookie. But right. but it, what separates the people of God who actually have faith and do the things that God's called them to do is that they believe the Word. Yeah. They believe what God says. They say, like, God, if you say it, then I'm going to stake my life on it. And sometimes that's hard. Right. Sometimes that, sometimes that means that you step into a furnace and you have to wait and see if Jesus is there. But you still do it because you believe God's word. Right. And that's what, and that's, I mean, you think of, we, we talk about the story of David and Goliath. And my kids just preached on David and Goliath. And I love the story of David and Goliath. You have this one boy who said, I believe God's word and I believe God's promises. And then he has a whole army behind him. He says, do any of you guys believe it? Right. Because if you believe that you do something. Right. And right. it's the same thing as, as parents and a, as, as ministers to our families or if you're a minister into the, into the church. At some point, it has to click and you say, God, I believe your word mm-hmm. and therefore I'm going to do it according to your word. Not according to Dr. Phil, Oprah, whoever else is writing books out there. I want to do it according to your word. And that's where the spirit of God takes over. Yeah. And that's where you start. That's when you start dying to self because well, it says real fast with yeah. what you just said. It says if you walk according to the spirit. You will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh, according to the Bible, are selfishness and right. selfish desires. Exactly. That's how you kill the flesh. Right. The spirit comes along and he, you start loving people mm. and you start doing things that are, it's, it's just like so countercultural. Right. And you can't, you cannot serve your spouse. You cannot serve your children, your community, your church, whatever, without first living in the spirit. Yeah. Right. Because it, it literally is impossible because your flesh, it's um, Romans 2 actually talks about that. Significant is it Romans two? It's probably not Romans two. I'm going with what you said. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. She's you talk while up. I look it up. <laughs> Romans eight. I'm back to talking while she's looking. <laughs> but but it, oh, it's Romans eight, eight, not Romans two. Sorry. It says so. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, right? But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Yeah. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God, always hostile to God. And so that's not just like in our thought life, right? It's also in our parenting that that sinful nature is always going to be hostile to the things of the Lord. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Mm -hmm. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And so like, and I, I, okay, I'm just 
admittedly, I don't really love the book of Romans because I feel like it's too over my head, but uh, that's been a passage that I've been chewing on this week in particular is that, and you think about that sinful nature, it's always going to be hostile to God. So there's always going to be something that you have to die to self that you have to submit to him because it's always going to be hostile. And that's even in our parenting, right? And that's even in our selfishness as parents, right? There's always going to be hostility there and there's going to be a sinful nature that wants to please the flesh, especially when it comes to discipline, right? Because as a parent, we want to please our our flesh and be right, A, and be justified yeah. and uh, feel like we, you know, we've done something in it, right? And so as a parent, what we have to do is we have to live by the Spirit and we have to deny that and walk solely in, in, in His Spirit. I'm thinking of like Lila's message where she was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in faith. Mm-hmm. And so, so the flesh, right, says, okay, just bow mm-hmm. because then there's no consequences. Right. Or... And, and we'll go back to that, that great plague that just hit us a couple of years ago. Just shut down. Just don't sing. Just don't right. do communion. Just mm-hmm. don't fellowship. Just don't do anything that the Bible says for, for it started off as two weeks. Right. And then it started off for the year. Yeah. Just don't do those things. Right. But when people stand on the word of God and they have that faith, right, that's, that's a dying to self. Mm. They say, God, I'm more comfortable doing it this way. Right. But you're calling me to do it this way. Right. And that's so I'm right. going to deny the, that, deny that, and I'm going to follow you. And that's what we were saying, that when you believe the word of God, and you believe that it's truth, and you believe that it's life, and you start living according to it, you start seeing the fruit of that in your life. Yeah. And, and you start seeing the, the results of that. And it's hard because it's so different. And the world, the world tries to, to fill you with all these different things. It tries to fill you with all these different thoughts and all these different ways that you should do things. It tries to distract you, right? We were talking about that with the students. We, like, we go to concerts. We go to ball games. We, we try to do all these things to make our life enjoying. But, right. but when the things are over, we go right back to the same situation. So if you're in a bad marriage and then you go to a, a ball game, guess what? You come back to a bad marriage. Right. If you're depressed and you go to a concert, you might have three hours of fun and, and, and excitement yeah. or whatever. And then you come back and guess what? You're still in the state that you were. Right. It's God that takes those things that are, are dead and brings them to life. It's God that it's it's when God's spirit is active inside of you that, that he takes you from being dead to being alive. Mm-hmm. And the things that you do, you now produce life in. So if your marriage is dead, get into God, get into his word, get into the spirit and watch him produce those things that were once dead. I mean, like graves in the gardens. Remember that song? I love we that sing song. that all the time. Right. But it doesn't just apply to like, to like those those small moments of your life. Yeah. It applies to every area right. of your life. If your marriage was dead and dying, get into the get into the the word of God, get into the presence of God, start seeking God, start applying his word, applying it cuz that's the other thing that we've talked about in the other podcast. We said there's a difference between being a doer of the word and mm-hmm. just a hearer of the word. That's James right. says right. to be a doer of the word. That means you take what God says, he says I'm I'm applying it to my life and now I'm going to walk it out. And, you know, um, uh, I, I think one of the most profound things that I ever read in a parenting book was by Sally and Clay Clarkson. And the one thing that they said is that as parents, we often think that we're laying down seed for our children, right? But actually, as parents, our job is first is to produce good soil in, in our children's heart. We have, to, we have to begin with the soil. And so you might have a 10-year-old now, you know, you're not starting at a baby, you're starting, you know, they, they're, they're halfway to 20, right, to adulthood. And you might have to really prepare that soil before you can even lay that, that seed in there, right? You might have to weed, you might have to rototill, you might have to do all these things to feed it, to nurture it, to even be in a place to receive, 
right? And so, and you, and you think that, I mean, gardening is such like a great picture of, of the gospel in general, right? And so you don't, as a parent, if, if, if you're bringing your kids to church and, you, you know, you might, you might uh, go to church and, you know, they have Bibles or whatever, but you're, but who you are at home is different than who you are in public, right? You're throwing that seed on rocks. Yeah. Or those weeds are going to come and, ch- and choke it out. And, and when we and when we look at that those passage of sowing seeds, we have to be really careful that the that the soil that is in our children's heart is not corrupt. Don't don't create a calloused heart. Right. Because a calloused heart is like I think of my fingers from playing guitar. It's from the nerves that are dying because the feeling needs to go so that I can actually push on the strings without right. feeling it. And that's right. what happens to the hearts of those of the kids that that when you when you are overbearing or you're strict or, or like. It causes callousness. Yeah, and so the, the heart has to be has to be right. It has to has to be able to produce. And then the opposite is is like I think of like sand, like throwing. Uh, <clears throat> is that like if you're just aloof and just don't care, or you're you're really um, apathetic, right? That that has an opposite effect. Same effect and same outcome. Well, well it, it says right. It says don't be deceived. Whatever a man soweth, show sell he reap. Right. And then in James it says, sow seeds of righteousness and you'll reap, uh, you'll reap a harvest of righteousness. Yeah, that's right. And those things apply to our kids' lives. Yeah. So if, you don't, if you're just sowing, like, I just think of Bluey. Because we, <gasps> we, we watch a lot of Bluey just because we, we like the wholesomeness of it and we like the family value and the structure of it. There's actually a dad who's active in the kid's life. Right. And he loves his kids. Right. Um, which is just so unheard of in today's yeah, culture. That's right. Uh, thank you, Bluey, for being a, a, a good father. Now, don't ruin no, not it. Not Bluey. What's his name? Not Bingo. It's um, whatever his name is. Well, you said it, so now I'm I'm not gonna. You look it up, it. but 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 it's it's what you sow into your kid's life, and so if if bandit you, bandit yes. I didn't even have to look so, it up. So if you're sowing just like YouTube, right? Or you're sowing just like all these different things just to keep them occupied, but you're not sowing the gospel. You're not sowing those seeds of righteousness. You're going to reap the reward of what you sow. Right. And so if you sow anger, if you sow bitterness, if you sow just like (laughs) neglect, if you sow abusiveness, if you sow just all those different things. Even even apathy. Even, Even, yeah, yeah. even being apathetic. Just being checked out. Just like, I'm done. You're too much. If you sow those things, you're going to reap the harvest of those things. And then you can't be shocked. Right. Like you can't say like, God, why didn't they follow you? God, why didn't you intervene? That's it, it's like I always use this as a as an illustration with the teens. It's like I want to go to Tampa, Florida, but I board a bus for Detroit, Michigan. When I arrive right where 50 Cent filmed his movie Eight Mile or whatever, <laughs> I can't be mad at the bus driver and say, why did you bring me here? <laughs> didn't you know I wanted to go to Tampa mm. because I boarded that bus? I set my destination right. and then I can't be surprised with the results. Yes. That's why, that's why the Word of God says, it says, when you seek first above anything else, yeah. above anything else, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yeah. then all those other things get added unto you. They fall into place. Your marriages succeed. Your, your family succeeds. Your business succeeds. Your, 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 your finances succeed. All the areas yeah. of your life fall under that seeking first. That's right. I don't, I don't miss church on a Sunday because I have a business that I want to thrive. That's yeah, opposite. That's right. That's opposite of God's word. Right. God says, put me first, and then you don't have to worry about your business. That's right. Because I'm first, and, I, and I'm going to bless it, and then all of a sudden people are going to be coming on Mondays that were supposed to be there on Sundays, and you're going to have a double, a double portion. Mm. portion. You're going to be blessed, and you're going to have a Sabbath. 
Mm. So it's remembering that the, the principles of God, they're, they're counter-cultural. They're, they don't make sense to the mind. But right. neither does a God who speaks things into, mo into existence. Right. Right? right. We live in a physical world. We, we see things that are physical. But God is spirit. God is spirit. And so when he said, let there be, and he says, let there be light, and there's no sun. Right. Right? That doesn't make sense to our mind, but he's God. Right. He don't... He doesn't, he doesn't buy by the law of you know, physics. And that, and that goes into it, to another point that actually we talked about in the last episode that nobody will ever hear too, is that um, how we speak, it matters, right? And if, and if you're just, the words that we speak over our children and to our children and about our children, it matters. So if yeah. you're consistently like, you are annoying, you are annoying me, everything you do is annoying, right? That, 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 that has an effect, right? Our words have powers, right? But if we start saying like, you're, you're, you're a blessing or you're really smart to think of these questions or like, you know, if we start doing that and even by speaking those things, it actually begins to do something in us where it changes our, our perspective, right? And yeah. so, you know, uh, we, d just this week, I mean, our baby, Jaira Mercy, we think she's teething. She has been oh. absolutely miserable, right? And <laughs> so in that, it's caused frustration right because i'm tired i'm not she's not sleeping i'm not sleeping you're not sleeping no. you know and and so it, it's just been challenging so it's it's hard not to check out it's hard to not be uh to even speak like oh my goodness you're the most frustrating person in the world or whatever <laughs> and and to begin to change how i speak about it and how i you know even about her not feeling well because not only does it just in the spiritual change something but also just in me it changes something and it, it's yeah. a perspective shift for even me um, but our words and how we speak and what we say matter. Yeah, they do matter. They matter. And so uh, even like if you're consistently threatening things that are like not good, right, that has an effect. Even if you're joking or even if you wouldn't do it or whatever, um, that, that has an effect. And that's something that, that we've tried to work on, too, is not saying empty things, right? If you do this, you know, you're never going to have pizza again, um, and, and trying to, to be cautious in, in how we speak in that. No, yeah. We're not there yet. No, but not but, there the, yet. but like but I we, said, the starting it, point the starting point isn't the destination. Right. Right? The starting point is the start it's like it's a race. It's yeah. it's a it, you're 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 saying today I'm gonna stay on the straight and narrow, I'm gonna go down God's road. It's I'm not today's not my goal. Right. Like that's that's true in any of our lives. Right? That's why we work. That's why we save money. It's to better ourselves, to get ourselves to a better position. It's just like it's the same thing with God's word. That we go from glory to glory, that we're being made into the image of the Son until Christ Jesus stands before us, and then we are like Him because we see Him. That's yeah. according to the to the Word of God. So, like, even in our own spiritual journey, we're progressing towards something that's better. Right. It's not like it. Like that's that's the whole thing about right. about the pursuit, is that as we're going down this road and we're pursuing God and we're putting Him first, all these things are being added unto right. us. It's not like we get it in one lump sum. Like, it's not like, like you automatically get salvation, you automatically get the spirit, you automatically have the word, and then God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. But as we keep walking in his ways, we see more and more of his glory. We go, we have transformed, like the things that we struggled with before, they're not the same things that we struggle with now. Mm. Like the, those battles became easier and eventually they just went away. And that's why our testimonies are so powerful as I was once addicted to drugs. I was once doing this. I was once doing this. I was right. once depressed. Yeah. I was once full of anxiety and fear but God has brought me to this place and we talked about that too with the youth that, that the Bible says that God takes us and puts us in an open space yes. meaning that all those things that were once caving in on us coming to kill us because of salvation and because of the blood of Jesus Christ he takes us and he puts us in a space of freedom Yeah. 
And so as we go, as, we, as we're journeying, as we're progressing in our own personal walk as, parent, as, as people, but as parents and as husbands and as wives, God begins to do those things and everything else around us is changed. Yeah. For the better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I just wanted to like uh, circle back to the, the parenting camps. Right, because you might be listening, and think like, okay, well, how do I, how do I do that? How do I get this resource? What do I do? What do I do when when they they won't stop arguing? What do I do? What do I do? And so buy um, our book. For, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah, but but no per- books. But particularly in Christian parenting, right? There are great camps, and this is something that I've seen majorly in other ministries that I've I've worked in. You know, you have your traditional. Um, parenting where you you might uh, resort to physical discipline or timeouts or grounding or whatever then you have like a pendulum shift or and you go over onto you know the gentle parenting or the respectful parenting where it's like nope don't do this this and this and this instead do this this and this and this and both sides essentially promise you know, a good person at the end, right? They're, they're promising if you do this, this, and this, you know, if you, if you discipline the sin out of your kid, you're going to get a result of X, Y, Z. Or, you know, if you just, um, if you are, if you choose your words wisely and how you speak to your children and use natural, uh, natural consequences. So we're given, we're given these things from these camps that if we do X, Y, and Z this way, right, then you're not going to have the same response that has been before, right? You're going to do things differently. You're doing things God's way or whatever, but we miss the spirit behind it. And that it's not a formula. It's not a parenting method. It's not anything about that. It's really about God's spirit, which is essentially what this whole podcast is about. It's about God's spirit in our lives and our children's lives. And so I think to go back to the original question, like where are all the parenting podcasts, the Christian family parenting podcasts, I'd say that they're probably out there. But I'd say that a lot of it is regurgitated information. information. And so what, our, what we hope and what our goal is in this podcast is that we kind of come at it from a different perspective and from, from really a biblical perspective without giving the, you know, you should do timeouts or don't do timeouts or whatever that information. You're really not going to find that here. No, our goal. Our Although goal, we have opinions. Our goal is to encourage you to grow in your, in your, in your spirit. In yes. your spirituality, to grow in your faith, because everything you do out is going to be out of that. Right. It's going to be out of your relationship with God. That I, like we said this in another in, in a previous episode, but we'll reiterate it just because it's good to good to jog your memory. Sure. Is that everything you do should be out of the shadow of God? Amen. So like, uh, so my parenting should be as as because um, I'm so close to God, it should it should flow out of that area. Amen. That's right. It should flow out of my time with God. That God, God doesn't just transform my heart so I can do ministry or so that I can look different at the workplace or I can look different when I'm driving my car. God's transformed my heart so I can even minister in my family right. and do my parenting correctly. And that's, that's what – so it's breaking down those walls that we put the confounds on. Like, well, God – because we always say this. You can't just be a Sunday Christian. Right. Like, you don't – there's – you can't do that. It has to be something that overflows. And so one time I got the chance to preach – at a church, and I talked to, and God really spoke to me about the Coloss, the church in uh, the Coloss, the book of Colossians, Colossae, yeah. and, he, and and Paul writes to them. He says, "You are in Christ. Mm. That's your first place, mm. and then you are citizens in Colossae. Right. You're, you're in Christ. You're, you're you're believers in Christ who are who live in Colossae. So like you, you that's the same thing with our parenting. 
We, we're in Christ before we're anything else. Right. And with that becomes the renewed mind, mm -hmm. becomes that new creation life. So my parenting is a new creation parenting. Like, does that make sense? Like my parenting is new creation parenting. My marriage is new creation marriage. And so the things that are in God's word ultimately flow through that new creation life. Right. The way I do things, the way I love you, the way I love the kids, the way I handle situations all come from a renewed mind in a new creation life. Right. So, so don't buy into the, to the lies that if you just do X, Y, and Z in this way that you discipline. Or it would have worked parent, by now. Right. And that, and that you'll, you'll, right? you know, your kids are going to turn out. Okay. Right. You're right. It would have worked by now. But like, like, but it actually goes down to our goal isn't for our kids to turn out. Okay. Or to be good behaved kids now while they're kids. That's not our goal. That's not our goal in parenting at all. Our goal is it our gold. Wow. Gold. Our goal is to have our goal is to have golden kids. No, our goal is for our children to be passionate, devoted followers of Jesus. And then out of the abundance in their life, right, then they have an effect on their spouses and their children. And, their, and, and, and our goal, I mean, realistically, our goal with our children, our seven kids, is that we want to see billions of souls come to, to Jesus through our children. And, and you want to know the funny thing, too, is, is like, as we say this, like, everybody wants good kids. Yeah. Right. Like everybody like well you want good kids now and you want them to turn out good so like but but the way that you obtain that in your life is by doing it God's way right so like I think of like like the story of the nation of Israel right they wanted they wanted freedom they wanted blessing and so what do they do they turn to be like all the other nations of the world Right. And they get the results of all the other nations of the world. They get broken, they get used, they get enslaved, they get oppression, they get all those things. And all the meanwhile, God's saying, they're saying, if you just did it my way, right. my promises are always yes. Right. And my ways aren't burdensome because they might seem it that way, right? Like we don't have time to read our Bible. We don't have time to pray. We don't have time to seek God. If I do family devos, it's going to be crazy chaotic. My husband or my spouse doesn't want to do it with me, or whatever it is, if we have that mindset, then we never practice God's word, and we never get the promises of God's right. word. Because with, with, God's, with God's promises, like that's, I think about this, with God's promises, there's an expectation and a demand for them. Right. To say, God, I believe you so much that I'm going to do what your word says in faith, and I'm going to expect the results that you have. Mm. Because you're going to find out that God's not a liar. Right. The problem is that it takes that first step, that initial action to say, I'm not just going to, I don't want just good kids. Right. Because a lot of people, even people of the world have good kids. But if you have a good kid that's graduating out of your home and they're moving on and you know that the second that they leave your, your home, right, that they're not going to go to church, they're not going to read the Bible, they're not going to pursue a spouse that loves Jesus, they're just going to go on living a normal everyday life, that, that misses it, right? It, good doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, because, well, like... Like, if your results are just good kids and you just follow everybody else's results, you're going to get everybody else's... I mean, if you just follow everybody else's standard, you're going to get everybody else's results. That's right. Right? And that's what I was saying. If, you, if, you, if the world is so bad that, like, you can't send your kid to school and, and not see, like, a, a kitty box, a, a litter box in the bathroom because the world's so messed up, or, like, people running around with tails and, 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 and furry cons and whatever it is, all that weird stuff that's happening. But yet you're going you're gonna to go down that road of, of doing their check boxes right. to get good kids. You're just going to get their results. Sure. That, that's, that's what, that's the, like, you, right. think, you think that after, um, <laughs> after so many years and so many, uh, so many different books and so many different thoughts and opinions and philosophies and talk shows that on parenting and all these other things that, 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 that the world would be a better place if you just applied the world's principles. Right. But it's not. 
Right. Because it's not godly it's not godly principles that are being applied. That and God's principles don't always make logical sense. That's true. That's just that's just a, how can you give sow and then reap something in return right that that like you sow out a need and then all of a sudden you get an overflow but like we've and that's the crazy thing we've experienced that that's why that like that's why we talk about it is like when we we give and then god says in his word that he's going to give back to you right press down shaking together and in good measure or running over right that when you do those things and you're like well god i don't have the money to give right then really you're saying, God, I don't, I don't really respect your promise and right. I don't uphold your word as being 100% sure. I was listening to Debbie Rich yesterday uh, speaking on giving at the FIRE conference, which if you haven't tuned into the FIRE conference this week um, for Dr. Rodney Howard Brown at the River Tampa, right, you're, you're missing out. But and, and Debbie Rich in particular has given some incredible messages this week, particularly on giving. I mean, it's just... She's the one I was talking just, about that was living in the trail that one she's day. Just, it's just, it's just per, profound. But, you know, she talks about, you know, we all say like, oh, we don't have money, we don't have money. But we do. We all have treasure. We all have things that we can sow that, that we treasure, right? You, you might have really nice curtains. You might have something right, like that. Like, there's always Car. resources to sow. And the size of it and the monetary value isn't as important as the value it, it is to you. This reminds me of something that we were talking about yesterday. The mm -hmm. widow's might. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why we were talking about it. I think it was with the kids, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. But you were t we were talking about the widow's might, and I just said, I just said, but God saw her. That's right. In that whole story, the Pharisees right. gave out of their abundance. She gave out of her, her, her lack. She gave her, her widow's might, and God said, and, and God sees her. Yeah. He says, I see her. I see her heart. And guess who's, guess who's he's going to take care of? Right. The needs of that widow. Right. She That's gave right. out of her need. She didn't have anything, and God saw her. Right. Because the because the, the now no, this just clicked in my head right here. It says the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro, mm. seeking whose hearts are completely devoted to Him, mm. so that He may show Himself strong on their behalf. God saw her. His eyes were on the widow. Yeah. Because her heart was completely devoted to Him, right. even to the last mite. Right. That's a powerful thing, and when we do that in our life. Yeah. When we say, God, I don't know, this doesn't always make sense, because, but I know, I'm gonna, I know that your ways are higher than mine mm. and your thoughts are higher than mine. So I'm going to trust you. Amen. I'm going to trust you. And, and, and we say, we're trying to get this point across, and I hope it is, in every area of your life. Don't, with, don't give one thing to God, but withhold another. Don't, don't do that. Don't give God like your, for instance, you, you tithe and you give on, on Sunday, but withhold your family. Right. Don't, That's right. don't do that. What you, what you give it all. Right. Because he's good. Right. He's a good God. And he will, and he will supply your needs and he will, and, and we think of needs as just being physical, which they are. God, God takes care of our physical needs. Sure. But also our spiritual. Yeah, that's the, right. The, the needs we need for our family as in like our relational needs. When we do it God's way, those needs are supplied. Yeah. And so it's, it's understanding that and allowing it to go through every avenue of your life. Yeah, that, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I was just thinking we could we could go and we could, I mean, we could extend this podcast into multiple parts on this, right? Oh yeah, because it, it's it's a it's. It, here's my prayer for you. You you read God's word and you take it as a hundred percent truth. Yes. And that you just, is it authority or is it not? Yeah. Is it is it His word or is it not? Because then when you start doing that, you're going to start seeing. The things of God. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and th and that's, I mean, we think of Hebrews 11, but you th I just like going into different stories sure. in the Bible. That, and I always do this with my kids. 
when we read through a story, yeah. we always look at it as like, they're real people. Yes. They have real feelings and real emotions. And so when Daniel's sitting there in the lion's den, right? And, uh, the, and the king says, Darius says, if you don't bow, you will die. Right. Uh, not bow. That was Shadrach not Meshach a minute ago. He says, if you pray to any other god, right. you're going to be me. thrown into the lion's That's den. Right. But Daniel says, you want to know what? The physical, the physical world's saying this, but my God is spirit. Right. And my God ain't limited to the physical right, world. Right, that's right. My God is the one who's, who in Psalm 87, it says mountains melt like wax before him. Right. My God's the one who walks on water. Right. My God, who's the, the one who paints the sky with clouds. Right. My God is the one who said, let there be, and everything was. Like, right. he's not subject to what we're subject to in our, in our physicalness. Right. But now there's an awesome side of that, too, is that we're also spirit. We're connected right. to God through our spirit. We That's have the right. very spirit of Christ inside of us. So there's an eternal aspect to us. The, John says this. He says, the world is fading. Yeah. And the things of the world are temporary. That's right. The problems, the struggles, the car, the house, the dogs, the whatever it is that's in your life, even your physicalness of your body right. is fading. That's right. But the things of God are eternal, and the Lord is spirit, and you have a spirit that's eternal. And that's where we connect with God. We're made in the image of God. We have that eternal, it, the Bible says he placed eternity inside all of us. That we have that, that, that eternity in here. Mm. We have that, that thing that's of God that's eternal. And so like when we go through situations and we go and we're facing those those trials, we can look at it through the physicalness of it. Yeah. Like the, the widow could have said, This is my last might. If I spend this now and I give it to you, God, like I'm like I like you're leading me to, then I'll be without. Mm. Or this is what the Bible says, no, God's a good father and his Amen. eyes are on the widow and the orphan. That's right. And so she said, I'm gonna trust your word. That's right. And even though it doesn't make sense, I'm gonna put this in there because you have my heart. And that's the I, I it's just blowing me away right now that, his, that Jesus sees her. That's right. And he says, I see her. I see her, what she gave. And I bet you, and it's just like the widow with the son when Elijah shows up and she gives him the bread. She never was without again. Right. She had an oil, well, she had an oil business. Well, and that, and that goes back to, um, you know, we all have something to, to give and to sow, right? And so the, that, the, the widow with her son that was the last thing that she had, but she had something, right? And God used it, and she gave, and she gave it, and, um, but and we also need to. Th we also, I, what I want to say is, we want to remember is that there's an aspect of sowing our family, right, to the gospel. Well, it was what you were saying, like we, we, we want good, mm -hmm. and so, and so, what, you, what you give to God, you get better. That's right. Right, he takes our he takes those things that we give that we that are good like they're not bad things but he makes it he gives it better. Right, it's like like the like when yeah. you, she gave her last meal, but then she got better because she was never without. That's right. Peter gave right. his boat to Jesus to use to preach, and then he got better because he had two boats full of fish right. and was with, you know like that's what God does as we surrender those things to Him. And it's the same in our children and in, in our parents. Exactly. Yeah. And when we begin to, to surrender those things, surrender our selfishness, surrender our need to satisfy the, the flesh, surrender our children, saying that this child, this is God's child, right? And above anything else, that, that God will love this child far more than I ever could. And I love my child more than anybody else loves my child, right? And so you begin to, to think of that and say that they are created in his image. They are co-heirs of Christ, right? And you begin to, to, to give them back to him and say, like, because they are yours, I'm going to steward them well. I'm going to die to flesh. I'm going to be in your spirit, and I'm, I'm going to raise them 
how you're flowing through me to, to raise them. Yeah, and uh, my mind started going to like a, a, a poverty mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we hold on to things that we don't want to lose because we're afraid we're not going to get them back. Right. And so like even even relationships yeah, or like right. any of those things we hold on to because there's this idea that if we give it up, we don't get that. Oh, hello. Jeez. But, uh, Sorry. But that's not that's not the way the Bible that's not the way God works. That's right. It, that that's the, it, it's when you give that you release those things that God gives back, but He doesn't just give back; He gives back the better. That's right, Amen. And um, yeah, I'll just that's yeah, it's good stuff. We of course have had technical difficulties in this episode, but we worked through them. So hopefully, we have we'll, technical issues in every all single time. That, and and there are like some weeks when we sit down like we're we're really late in recording we essentially missed last week because of our live episode that went wah, wah, wah. and like sometimes i i just i really think that like uh, this is good stuff when when the spirit is flowing here um i think i think sometimes that there's an enemy that doesn't want the world to hear it yeah um but if you've been blessed by this episode or by this podcast, what we'd love for you to do is to share it with a friend, share it with someone else that you know would be blessed by it, share it with your family pastor, your pastor at church, or, uh, you know, in your church Facebook group, whatever it is. And uh, and if you have a testimony from this ministry that, that has p- impacted you, we would love to hear it. That would really bless us. Yeah. And further, if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray with you. When we will pray with you, we're not just going to be like an internet thing, like thoughts and prayers. Um, no, the, and we, we really believe it and pray praying and in prayer and so if you need prayer um send us a message or a comment or 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 whatever and oh you know we hit a milestone that we haven't announced yet what's that um we hit a milestone in that we started getting abusive messages on Facebook from oh irritated demons. And so that's, that's a milestone. And it was, they were mean. It's, and it's, it's funny because these people take t- like hours out of their days to tell you how much they hate God essentially. And you're like, oh, okay, well, all right. Um, and so that, that was a milestone for us this week or yeah. last week, I should say, um, You ready to close, or are you going to share something? No, else? you were you were going through your announcements. I was just like, oh, I was okay. just letting you do your thing. All right. Well, I think that that's about it. If you're interested in soul winning, um, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, we have soul winning resources linked below, and also w- via that link, you'll find information for the event that will be at this fall. And um, if you'd like to partner with us, we have the ability to do that below this podcast episode as well. And we would love for you to join and financially partner with us as we proclaim the gospel through the world and, and, we, and get in at the ground level get in at the ground level right don't despise the small yeah so and actually we we had another milestone that we have a over a thousand listens on this podcast now what? um which is uh, might be small to others but to us it is a, a great feat to to even be at so yeah we're, we're really excited by it and so i wanted i wanted to just close out with a with an encouraging message because we said that the beginning is not the end goal that's right where you start today is not where you're going to be and in uh, like a year from now, mm-hmm. or even a week from, or a month from now, right? What you, what you do now is paving the way, and then you're going to be at such a higher level and at such a greater place of glory and right. of, of, of anointing and of ministering to your family. And I, I think of this of, of Paul. Mm. 
And so Paul wrote, wrote so much of the New Testament, and, and we, you can almost idolize him as mm. a man who heard from God That's right. and who walked in the things of God and saw the power of God That's right. to the point where he was stoned and they thought he was dead. He got up, dusted himself off, and walked back into the city mm. um, like, but, uh, in the book of Acts. But, but in Philippians, he's writing to the believers, and he says this, not that I've already reached the goal mm. or I'm already perfect. Mm. He says, he's saying, I'm not there yet, and there's more that lies ahead. That's right. So for, so for us, that should be exciting. That's right. Right. There's Amen. more that God has for us. There's deeper wells to be dug. There's more of, of God's glory being shown through us and in our families. There's, there's deeper places to go. He says, I, I Paul, who am writing scripture to you, who, have, who, have, who has seen the dead rise, who has, who has seen miracle upon miracle, who has been taken up to the third heaven, who, I, who, who have done all these things. He says, I haven't obtained it yet. That's right. Is there's more. That's right. Amen. There's more. He says, I haven't obtained it. Mm. He says, but I make every effort to hold, to take hold of it. That's right. Because I also have taken hold, uh, been taken hold by Jesus Christ. Mm. He says, I have the means and the capability to have everything that God has for me because I am in the hands of Jesus Christ. I haven't obtained it yet, but I'm taking hold of everything that is available. Mm. That's pretty powerful. It is powerful. And he goes on to say this. That's encouraging. It is. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. I haven't even obtained it yet. Right. There's more ahead. Wow. He's, there's still hunger. There's still running. He says, I haven't even taken hold of it yet. He says, but one thing I do, whatever is in the past, I leave behind and I'm reaching forward to what is ahead. There's more deeper places to go. I pursue as my goal the prize. Promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Mm. Therefore, let us who are mature think this way. Yes. You're not there yet. Praise right. God that today Amen. is not the end goal, but it's just the beginning of something that lies ahead. And you have, you have the means of doing it because you are in the hands right. of Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. I've never really read it like that, but I was just from, in my spirit, I just felt like I should read that. And, and then he goes on to, uh, to say this. Therefore, let all of us think of this. And if you... If you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. Amen. He's going to make it known to you. Amen. That you're going to taste God's goodness, and then you're going to say, wow, that was right. That's right. When I gave out of my need, God blessed. That's right. When I started Amen. pursuing him for my family, God did amazing things in my kid's life. He's going to reveal it to you. That's the promise as you pursue those things. And he's always faithful to his word. Amen. Always. Amen. And that, that, I just... And then he goes on to say, join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, mm. and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. That's what we can do. Like we, can, we have a goal. Right. And we don't, uh, it's, it's like, it just gets better and better, Amen. right? That's Until right. you get to heaven, and then it's the best. Amen. There's nothing else to add to right. it. But in this life, on this side of eternity, there's a goal to pursue. And as you pursue those, you take hold of the promises of God and you start living them and you start walking them and it just gets better and better and you have access to everything because of Jesus Christ. And so if you're listening to this and you get discouraged because you can say like, oh, I'm not there. Oh, oh you know, I've really, I've really <laughs> messed up or we, I have a, a long way to go. Let this be an encouragement to you. Yes. Right. Let it be an encourage. We want this to encourage you in your faith. Not we don't want to kill anybody. No, we, we don't want to we don't want to knock you down or 
or make you turn around and go home. That that's not our goal. We want we want you to join us in this pursuit. And we want of of right relationship with our children, of right parenting, of godly parenting through His Spirit. Join us in that. Yeah, and and through that, sorry, and keep going. through that because this is we talked about this last time. Through that and joining us as we follow the Father in our parenting, right? It's going to have a lasting impact on our children and on our children's children, on our communities, on our churches. It starts with us. Like we talked about this the last episode. Where does revival begin? It begins with you. Yes. And then it'll overflow. And the, and the overflow is a promise. It is going to happen. Just, just don't lose hope and don't back off. Go harder. And you just hit it right on the head too. With where does revival start? And we actually we talked about this last. Right. It, but it starts in you. The the things that Paul is writing is because he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right. It's all about Jesus. And so like, that's his story. And then that's his access. That's right. He says, "I haven't obtained everything God has for me." And you want to know what? I'm leaving everything behind Amen. so I can obtain everything that God has for me. Amen. That's right. And as you do that, he says, he says, you're gonna get those things. Yeah. Amen. Strip off the old. Don't yeah. allow the, it's a new creation life that God wants you to walk in, new creation marriage, new creation family, new creation parenting, mm. that, that where you're going to see the promise of God. And God's going to, it says that, that's the other thing, that's crazy. He says, God will reveal this to you Amen. as you do it. He that's says, right. you don't even think like this yet. Right. But guess what? God's going to reveal the truth to amen. you. Amen. That's right. And you're going to see that God is a God who upholds his word amen. and his promises are always yes and amen. That's right. I get encouraged by that. I, Me too. I feel the spirit in that already. Yeah. And uh, so... We already closed. We so. closed, and I don't want to jump back into it and make it a whole other <laughs> podcast because it would be easy. It would. Like when, when the Spirit of God shows up and, and things just start flowing, it's easy just to get talking, right. and God starts clicking things, and then it's that's the anointing. That's the anointing on His Word. That's right. And so uh, we love you guys. That's right. Amen. And more importantly, God, God loves, loves you, you and, and you have everything you need for life godliness right. in Jesus Christ. You have access and availability, and you can do it. Paul said, I, I, I pursue. I have the means, and I'm going to do everything I can to get everything that God has for me. Mm. And you can too. That's right. So, that it? That's it. Until next time, episode 25. I just had an interaction with Dr. Ritchie. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a harsh but fair man. <laughs> I love him. If you could just get to Rabian down. It, it, yeah, if I could just get to Rabian. I'm sorry. Uh, but... If he ever listens to this, he'll know that he's like the secret like, <laughs> thing at the end. But I love that man. And, uh, and so God bless you. And as Dr. Richie does, 